talk about all things female over drinks my favorite thing to do uh today's guest is dana one of my dear friends dana who i've known since high school she is amazing she is so creative and she runs multiple businesses um so i'll let her talk about herself more and introduce herself so go ahead dana hi um girl i hate this part i know it's hard it's hard to like describe what you do and like what you're involved in. Um, I run a wellness company that's focused on bringing self-care, a well, self-care, wellness, um, and like mental health services to black women and their allies. The key thing is like black women and not POC because I've realized it's, it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now we make eco-friendly candles that yes. I sell on our website, 12glow.com. Actually... Y'all, I found my market. Twitter is it. Really? Sold my, sold my website out. Wow, that's awesome. Sold me out. Um, So, restock, fingers crossed, on mid-June. Okay, that's mid-June. awesome. Congratulations. The thing is, I don't think people realize that Twitter is perfect for some for certain things that you're trying to sell. And I've mm-hmm. seen multiple people like tweet, I'm looking for somebody who makes candles and who is, you know, a black woman. And I've tagged Dana or I even like retweeted her and be like, this is your girl right here. So that's really cool that like mm-hmm. they sold, like your candles sold out from Twitter. I have nothing. And it's funny, like the girl, um, skin class hero on Twitter, mm-hmm. she's a esthetician to the stores. I randomly just popped my info in her thing and she bought a candle instantly and like, she messaged me back, like, every time I go back to look on a website, something else is sold out. I'm like, it's coming back. It's coming back. That's perfect. That is so awesome. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank <laughs> that's, you. That's the thing. I think Dana, like I said, Dana's good at everything. She's one of them people that, to me, personally, I feel like she's good at everything. In marketing, she's really good at that. She's like, she knows her stuff. And, yeah, I just want to give her props on that because she knows what she's doing. She gets it done. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're going to go right into our first segment. It's called I See You, Sis. 
So this segment, you basically shout out a woman or women that are inspiring you or motivate you. See, I love, this is why I love Dana. Let me just really give y'all a quick explanation as to why I love Dana. Because we are FaceTiming right now. And as I'm explaining stuff, she is pouring herself a shot of Duce. And that's what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? It's Friday. It's been a long week. We getting right to it. She's like the only person I know. Well, the only female I know close to me that takes shots like that i could probably count them on my hands everyone else does a mixed drink so be me, me and her go shot for shot it <laughs> so, makes me happy <laughs> it's like easier like why are we adding all these extra calories why are we taking all this long time just to get tore up let's just take the shots and call it a day but i understand some people are lightweight so i get it i get why they can't do it but i can and so can she <laughs> But back to the segment, it's called I See You, Sis. So um, today I am going to shout out this, I was going to say girl, but she's a woman. This woman who I've absolutely loved. I loved her since I read her book last year. Her book is called More Than Enough. Her name is Elaine, I can't, I don't know if I'm going to pr- um, pronounce it right, but it's called, her name is Elaine Walteroff. Um, I absolutely loved her. I read her book. I thought it was phenomenal. It was a memoir. Um, I love, well, I, I think it's a memoir. I think there's a difference between biography, autobiography and memoir. But it's basically about her life. And um, she was one of the first, I think she, she is just the first black editor of Vogue. So she was the first black editor of Vogue. And she just basically talks about all her trials and tribulations in the book. It's an amazing book. Um, what I liked about it so much, it was really relatable. So, like, a lot of the stuff she was saying in there, you were just like, oh, my God, you've gone through that, too? So, it was, like, really, really cool to see, like, how she went through it and how she overcame it. So, I absolutely love her. I follow her on Instagram. And she just seems to be such, like, she just seems to be such an inspiration. She motivates me so much. Like, she recently just had her wedding. And it was super simple. Oh, her in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yeah. She just had her wedding and it was so simple. It was just her, like her friends. It was a Zoom wedding and it was beautiful. And it inspired me so much for my wedding that's coming up in October. It like helped me realize you don't need all this extra stuff to have a beautiful day. So that she's been very um vocal on like everything that's going on with police brutality against African American men. Like, she's just, like, doing her thing. So, I really love her, and that is my I See You Sis for today. So, handing it over to Dana. <laughs> now, my person, this is literally as of yesterday. Um, my I See You Sis is pro makeup artist Jackie Ina. Who's that? Um, I feel like I heard of her, but I'm not sure. Her Twitter name might be Aunt Jackie. Hmm. She was the Naomi Campbell video with the makeup artist, and they just be staring at each other in the meme. Like they, like Naomi Campbell's doing her makeup, and Jackie just keep looking, and then Naomi keep looking at her. I gotta look it up. Nettie, <laughs> I gotta look it up. <laughs> yes, look it up. But um, Jackie is like a trailblazer as far as like makeup artist. She's like one of the like OG YouTubers. Um, but yesterday with everything that's going on with George Floyd and a protest, she called out. Like three or four big brands. I seen that. I seen it. I saw her put it on Twitter. Right. right. So she called out those brands like Pretty Little Thing, um, Fashion Over Revolve. Um. First of all, do y'all hear my child? That was. The, I, didn't, I thought that was outside because I'm in North Philly and it be turned up out here. So I thought it was over on my end. Is she calling you? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Rico. You can come here. <laughs> Look at this. All messed up your stuff. <laughs> okay, here. So Jackie, she's um she called out all of these big brands and to me, um, I just had to give her kudos for that because one, yes, I feel like these brands do benefit from black faces, black bodies, our culture, things like that. Why wouldn't they support the cause? I don't really care about them posting something on the feed, but for, you know, pretty little thing to say, you know what, we're going to donate 100000 to um, the bail fund for people in Minnesota that's been arrested during a protest. Mm-hmm. So um, by her calling them out, I'm like, she's... It's, She's basically putting her own brand on the line. You know, she right. works right with a lot of these businesses. So for her to just be like, you know what, I'm going to step up and do my part, it says a lot because she actually went into a meeting with the president of uh, Fashion Nova. What? Yeah, and they're going to lay out their plan, I think she said, tomorrow. Wow, that's awesome. That's crazy. See, that was, I was talking to my sister earlier. Um, I was talking to both of my sisters. My one sister was like, you know, she she was telling me, like, if I hear of any, like, protests or anything, she wants to be a part of it. Then I was talking to my other sister, and she was saying that, you know, she she maybe not be able, may not be able to be part of a protest, but she says, I've right. signed petitions all day today. She was like, I've signed for those cops to, you know, get charged with murder. She was like, I'm trying to find other ways to do my part. And I think that's what people forget, is that there are numerous options for you to do your part and that was how that makeup artist went about it. Like, she went and did that, and it worked. So it's like you just never know until you try it. And I know it's right. – I think sometimes people get scared, like you said, especially if you have a brand of putting your own brand on the line. But at this point, with the amount of stuff that has occurred, right. something has to be done. And, you know, you kind of got to just got to be like, fuck it. Like, no, fuck it. I'm right. going to do what I have to do for, for somebody to listen, for something to be done. So – I commend her for that. That's awesome. So, yeah, shout out to her. I see you, sis. All right. So, our next our next segment is my favorite segment. Because <laughs> this is where we get to drinking, possibly. Um, I was probably going to change the rules for Dana. Because, personally, I feel like Dana's an open book. She's somebody that I love for that so much. Because, like, if you ask her something, she's very honest about it. She doesn't bullshit you. And she's very willing to share so I feel like she's not going to plead the fifth a lot. And the whole point of plead the fifth is like anytime you plead the fifth, you got to take a shot and I will take one with her. But I feel like she's not going to really do it. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, anyone that you actually answer to, we can take a shot. <laughs> Girl, because you know I was just going to drink regardless. I already started. <laughs> we going to have to body take a shot like every like little question that we ask. But for those who haven't listened to me before and want a quick overview of I Plead the Fifth is basically my version of Never Have I Ever. I ask my guests questions in a a Never Have I Ever format and then she can decide to plead the fifth and not say anything and take a shot or she can decide to tell us the truth, tell us exactly what happened. So you ready, Dana? Mm -hmm. Ready, girl? All right. Okay, first question is Never Have I Ever text to meet up with another person while I was on a date with someone. Like, to meet up with another guy as you're, like, at the date. Child, why was I just sitting here thinking real hard? Like, that ain't how I met my husband. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, I don't think I never did that. Oh, my God. I just need a drink before I see, tell you look, story see. it's funny, y'all, with my stroll. <laughs> hey, Miko. Miko's in the FaceTime smile. <laughs> she can't even hear you. Oh, she um, can't? Okay. 
I have my mic plugged in. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I ain't gonna put her name out there. One of my good, good girlfriends <laughs> begged me, begged y'all, to go on a double date. She was like, I really like this guy. Oh my God, please be with his friend. That was the first mistake. I don't know what this friend looked like. I don't know if this friend has money or things of that nature, but I, I, I willingly go on this date. Child, we go to the movies. First mistake. I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm old enough now. I feel like dates is at bars and stuff, especially if it's a double date. We go to the movies. How old are you? Do you remember? Uh, I had to be 21 because I didn't meet. I met Nell like that same, like right before my 22nd birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to this movie theater and I'm just expecting because the caliber of men that I was dating was paying for things. I am expecting this young man to pay for it. Girl, it was so bad, his friend had to pay for him. <gasps> what? How you gonna play tag your man? <laughs> you call on your friend and your friend can't hold up his end of the deal. Oh my, was it like evident? Like did his friend make it evident that he was paying for him? Hey, like, listen, they was little, I love my black men, but they was little hood babies. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I could be lying. They might not be. They might be regular, upstanding gentlemen, but <laughs> he ain't have no money, okay? He ain't have no money. So, once the friend paid for him, he couldn't pay for my girlfriend. No, okay. I'm taking a shot. I'm taking a shot to this. I'm taking a shot <laughs> Because why would he do that? I'm really confused. Well, I guess he tried to look up for his mans, you know? So, so I guess he tried to... Nowhere. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't think he thought that one through, but I think he was trying to look out for his homie. Child, so we both end up paying for ourselves. I'm irked the whole movie. I'm like, first of all, he's not even that cute for me to be sitting here and going through this. So I'm, I'm, But I'm just trying to be a good friend. So afterwards, I'm like, maybe we could redeem this like, night. I'm like, well, let's go to the bar. His friend like, oh, I'm not even 21. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm oh, like, yo, God. they really wasting my time. So they was like, no, but we know a bar that don't part. So we go there. But the whole time, I'm just like, you know what? I got to redeem this night. I got cute for what I thought was cute back in. What was it? Uh, 20, 2010, 2009, okay. something like that. Okay. I think what was cute back then. I don't know, but I, I thought I was cute. <laughs> Rule 21 was big back then, I think. They had some cute shit up in there. (laughs) It probably was. (laughs) And I thought I was cute, you know, for back then. And I'm like, you know what? Let me text that guy that I met at homecoming like two weeks ago. Because my other rotation was getting on my nerves. And it just was like, no, I I don't want to go out with y'all. And it was my, who's my name? husband? We, he came, picked me up. Me and her. He bought one of his friends and... Did they have? Did they show us a good time? Wow, Mel came up and showed up and showed out. Okay, and his friend, my girlfriend ended up actually talking to his friend like for a long time. Wow. So you you hear that, ladies? Right? That means while you on a date and it ain't it's going left, you go and try to make it right and hit somebody yes. else up. Okay, because <laughs> he may just be your husband. Okay. Did y'all ever find out what happened to the other guys? Like, they, like, sh- did your girlfriend ever speak to that other guy again? Do you know? Or it was like, that was the end of it. No. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> y'all never saw ma- him again. <laughs> Look, 
My night was redeemed. I was not, no. That was the only time. Oh, wow, I never thought I'd do that. Oh, <laughs> my had, God. That's funny. I could take a shot off of everything that just went <laughs> terribly wrong on that date. <laughs> Wait, let me take some right. from the bottle, okay? From the bottle? <laughs> from the bottle. <laughs> Ooh, my goodness. I am drinking tequila today, y'all. For the longest time, I was never fond of tequila. And then... Me and Nigel surprisingly got um, tired of drinking brown liquor. We said, we need something different. Let's try to go back to the tequila. And we found this one. I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's Espanol. I don't know. But it's E-S-P-O-L-O-N. Amazing. Now, every time we go to get it from uh, Total Wine, it's like all sold out. So people must be jumping in on it. Really good tequila. It's like smooth. Mm. And it don't jack you up. I like it. So that is my ad promo for the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and I love tequila too. Listen, so it's good. I'm like, Espanol. Espanol. I think that's how you say it. I'm trying to put my little Spanish twist on it. <laughs> All right, next question is, never have I ever sent a freaky text to the wrong person? Mm, I don't think I have. No. I might have sent somebody like a picture I already sent them. <laughs> After a long time, <laughs> like, yeah, shoot. you know, I sent him this like eight months ago. He ain't gonna remember this, or maybe I ain't, I sent it to somebody else, and I probably thought I sent it to him. Oh. And then he's like, "Damn, you sent me you this, sent this already. This is recycled, girl. You sent this already. <laughs> I remember you having this outfit on. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's probably the worst I did. Oh my god, have you ever? Dang, I just had a question. It was in relation to sending the freaky text. Oh, I can't remember now. That's crazy. I just forgot of what it was. It was good, too. It'll come back to me. Um, never have I ever wanted to physically fight a co-worker. And I asked you this specifically because where you used to work at. Um, <laughs> you know, I tell the story. You gonna tell I feel like what's gonna make a good podcast is like a bunch of people being like, uh, I see the thing. I just drink. Where somebody's telling a funny ass fucked up story. Um, <laughs> so somebody who was actually like, we're still friends, mm-hmm. but we were close friends. Because um, I gotta give y'all a big story, right? Our birthdays are like days a day apart. So we always would either do something joint or we would like do things on separate days and you know go to each other stuff so i decided like months in advance before our birthdays rolled around i'm gonna have a big ass party i'm gonna do it in this dance studio my dad manages a dance studio sidebar but i'm gonna have a big ass party in the dance studio with everybody tell her about it bring it up to her again like in the like the end of february like just to remind you i'm gonna do this party for her to just turn around and on the same day that I'm having a party, to be like, well, I'm going on a party bus. You want to come? <laughs> Nuh-uh. So I was like, well, damn, I feel like it's a lot of backstories I got to tell. And wait, the, 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 the birthday party, was it like on your actual birthdays or it was just like on a, you know, like on a weekend or something like that? On a weekend. So, so like she didn't have to pick that date. No, and her actual birthday had fell on, like, that Saturday. So I was having my party on a Friday, 
and it's like her birthday wasn't until Saturday. So I'm like, why you just ain't do? You could have got a party bus to anywhere on a Saturday. The rates aren't the same, aren't different. Weekend is the weekend with bus company. Mm-hmm. We talk about it, and I'm like, look, I was like, I'm going to get a party bus. Not a party bus, but I'm going to just ride up there on my own mm-hmm. on Friday. I just like, you know what, for the sake of not beefing, because I'm that friend. I don't really want to fight with people. It is what it is. I'm like, I'm going to go up there on my own. Also, a reason I was going up there on my own is because I had a basically like a situation, like a, a real bad argument with her current situationship. Okay. Her serious situationship. We had this big, like, falling out, and, like, my husband wanted to fight him. Oh, dang. It was like right. that? So, so, Nell wanted to fight. That's my husband's name, y'all. He wanted to fight her dude, and he was like, look, if we ride up there with them, I can't promise you I'm not going to do nothing. Even when we got up there on our own separate transportation, my man was like, which one is him? <laughs> you know, and it's like, he I was love ready to go. I love that my baby was ready to go, but I also don't want to be trying to get nobody out of jail in New Jersey. Right, like, right. Like, no, New Jersey's no joke, okay? Like, <laughs> if it was a racist state, I just feel like that's it, and I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I tell her I'm going to ride up on my own. She gets so mad. She starts telling, like, all of our mutual friends. Dana really sitting here trying to steal my idea, this and third. I'm, I'm like, wait, I'm coming up there with you. I just don't. Like, basically trying to make it seem like I'm purposely getting my own transportation and inviting people up to steal your party. I'm like, it's also my birthday. I'm like, we're friends. It's not that deep. Well, that shit made me so mad. <laughs> like, a different level of mad. Because... Don't don't assassinate my character. Yeah, because there was no like, need you, for that. I had like our friends approaching us like approaching me like, damn Dana, that's fucked up. Like you really you you that's really nutty. So now I'm sitting here trying to defend myself. After about the second person came up to me this day at work, because this wasn't even a potential out of work fight. We were at work and I worked at the airport, <laughs> like the Philadelphia International Airport. <laughs> okay, I Yo, worked for TSA. Dana had, yeah, yeah Dana used to work for TSA and her stories were just the funniest. That's why I brought that. Never so we ever on up. the middle of the checkpoint. I see her. She's up on the podium. She's sitting on the podium. Yo, probably with the uh, supervisor and everything. And I just walk up and I call her out like, bitch, blah, blah, blah. We start talking. And I'm just like, I'm really trying to have a normal conversation with this girl. Because at first I came up hot and I was like, you know what? Let me calm down. And she's laughing. Oh, that's annoying. That's annoying. She's a person that deals with stress by laughing. So she's laughing while I'm being dead ass serious trying to talk to her. It took for a supervisor head to come up, stand in between us. Because I promise you, if she ever listened to this girl, I was about to knock your head off your shoulders. (laughs) Smooth off. (laughs) <laughs> she's so serious too like <laughs> Yo, I was looking at her she's like thinking about it like she's so serious cause y'all you know, I don't think I've never wanted to fight a co-worker and then let alone somebody that's also my friend like yeah. I'm not one of the people how they be like oh me and my girlfriend we fought before I've never fought any of my friends physically like no physical fights and I like that's no I'm not about to start like if I'd have fought her that day <laughs> that's just where the cards would have fell we ain't friends no more <laughs> 
We cool now. I'm about to say y'all cool, cool now. We cool. We okay. Cool. But, but it, he was about to get it. It's crazy because I've seen people put up like tweets and stuff where they say like how women take their birthday so seriously. And that's a real thing. I've done that before. I've literally taken, I have, I'm starting, I'm trying to start to get better with it because I'm starting to realize it's really not that deep. But for a very long time, I mean, Nigel's here and he knows, but it's like, I would take my birthday super seriously. Like if you didn't come, all this stuff, I'd be so upset to the point that I'd be like, we're not friends anymore. But that was just how I handled things. I'm getting better though. (laughs) <laughs> no, I just. But I don't I, think I would have been like doing that, like being like Dana's trying to do her own thing and all girl, this stuff. I mean, she was, she was fucking sabotaging me left and right. I didn't believe oh it. Did she come to the party on Friday night? Oh no, it was the same day. It was the same day. Okay, okay. I'm not having a party. I was like, you know what? Most of our friends, they, you know, they want to really go like because we have a big mutual friend group. So I'm like, instead of me sitting here having to make people decide. Like, I'ma just go. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I'm laughing at me. Go for this face talk. He's cracking me up. Yo. Oh, my God. Hey. I tried to lay her down. Yo, I'm cracking up at her. Hey. Never have I ever showed the group chat a dick pic that got sent to me. No. No? I okay. Because by the time, first of all, group chats wasn't even what they were when I met Mel. Okay. Like, okay. And I definitely, anybody that I take serious, I would have never sent. Damn, well, that was everybody. I had multiple boyfriends, but I feel like. But would you have sent it to any of, like, your friends individually of someone that you probably didn't take seriously? Like, someone that maybe, like, somebody who just randomly sent you an unsolicited one? You was just like, look at this bullshit. Probably, probably when I first started fucking. Okay. Parts on the internet in exchange for money. 
Girl, the, the lies. Of course I had. She said the lies. Of course I had. Me and Dina actually have had conversations about this. Like, anybody that honestly say they never thought about it, it right now, OnlyFans is dominating social media. That's mm-hmm. all people talk about. If you're on Twitter, you probably see a OnlyFans promotion, what, once every uh, three or four tweets now? Like, mm-hmm. somebody is promoting an OnlyFans. I, I just don't believe that you never thought about it. Like, it's, right. And I don't even care what type of body type you have because at this it point, it seems like there's a market for everybody type. There is yeah. a market for anyone. So you can't even tell me that you once haven't seen them people show their receipts that say they made 30K in a month. Um, the one they, girl, she bought a house. It was beautiful too. I was like, wait a minute now. <laughs> a house? That's an investment. Beyonce considered it shit. Yo, I feel like them OnlyFans skyrocketed after she said that. Like it just went right on up. Confirm that Beyonce is a billionaire. Let her just even create a OnlyFans just the front page. It don't even have to be nothing on it. She probably yeah yeah me too because I would want to see what she putting up. She probably put up like kneecaps. And fucking elbows on there, and I'd be right on there. Like, you might want to see. Right. (laughs) But, like, I want to see what's on them kneecaps right there, honey. I know everybody has contemplated, even the people that be on Twitter, like, bashing it. No, you contemplated it, and you are sad at yourself. You're not happy with how you look, (laughs) and you are upset. They are upset. That they can't do it oh like the other girls, God. but baby girl, you can do it. Baby you really girl. can though. You can do you it. You can. I'm. I've had conversations with Nigel because me and him have had an OnlyFans conversation, and I think at one point in time I was like, oh, I don't know if anybody would even want to see like my body type just because I am a, like I'm plus size. So he was like, No, let me show you this person. And he showed me the girl, and she was on there doing it up. She had all these followers. And she was doing a lot. Okay, I forgot what she was putting on herself. It was like ketchup or mustard or something like that. I can't remember, but she was putting like condiments all over her. But it was working. So, hey, shout out to her. But there is there's a market for everybody. So if you want to go on there and put some some ketchup or uh, mustard on your nipples, it's now's the time. Now's the time. Okay. All right. My last question is: Never have I ever been to a sex club. They still have those? <laughs> yeah. One of my no. friends went to one. I really haven't. Really? I just feel like that's something. No, I have never been to one. I feel like I don't even like I'm in a circle to hear about people potentially do it. Or if my friends do have those kinks because we don't kink shame. Mm-hmm. Y'all, why y'all ain't never say nothing? <laughs> what is, what, so explain kink shame. I mean, I know it seems it's pretty self-explanatory, but talk about I mean, it a little bit. you know. Um, you know, um, people just have different sexual kinks or sexual preferences. You know, mm-hmm. I like tripping. <laughs> I like. Uh, what is that? Know, girl, that's a whole thing. We can. I'm over here googling hard. Shut up! I'm all like um, tripping. Yeah, you know, is it two B's or P's? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so people have different. You know, you might be into bondage, you know, all of that type stuff. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, I think a lot of times, unless it's something that's inappropriate, like bestiality, child pornography, shit like that. Right, shit that's a little overboard, yeah. Like, right. Um, but, you know, whatever you like, we try not to downplay it because I think that's why people right now 
um, have an issue with like monogamy because they're bored in the bedroom mm-hmm. versus being able to talk to their partners and being and feeling comfortable and safe to be like, yo, I really like this. Mm, talk and, about you know, it. And they'll and then they'll leave that partner because they're still looking for somebody that's gonna peak them that way. But mm-hmm. it really, it's just exploring this, these things with your partner. Like, yo, I like to be choked. Like, oh, cute choke or like, no, I like to be choked too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So yeah. we don't can't shame anybody. So if my friends have been to a sex club, y'all, you can let me know. <laughs> I wanted you to explain that just because we, I, I feel like we'll talk about this in um, the conversation we'll have about marriage. But that's something that I want people to kind of, I would like, not that I want, but I would like people to be more open to trying things with their partners. Because I know a lot of females are just like, you know, I would never do that. But I'm like, if you've never done it, how do you know if you don't like it or if you wouldn't enjoy it? You never know. You might be surprised about it. So I think a lot of times women cut themselves off from certain pleasure just right. off of like what they think they should or shouldn't be doing. So what they think people will say like because if people find out about it. And honestly, you don't have to tell people. It's your privacy. But if you do, people should be willing to like hear you out and not be like, oh, you're crazy or some shit like that. So... I just want to talk about that real quickly. All right. Well, thank you. That is a wrap for our Plead the Fifth. I told you she did not plead the fifth, not once. (laughs) We are sober as ever. Okay. So on that, no, I think we should take a shot. You know me. Then I'm like, damn, I should have got the bottle of tequila from upstairs. All right. All right. Cheers. Miko, I'm asleep so good. All right, guys, so we're moving right on into the third segment. I finally named this segment because it was brand new to the last episode I did, but I finally have a a name to it. I'm calling it What's Trending or Whatever, keeping it real cute. Um, Basically, we're just going to talk about some current events that's going on right now. Just want to get Dana's um, outlook on it, and yeah, it's just free talk. So one of the first topics I want to talk about is as we said, or as Dana mentioned earlier, there's been protests going on in Minneapolis due to, you know, what happened to George Floyd. I'm sure a lot of people already have, they already know what's going on if you haven't. Turn your TV on. Get on Twitter. Like, it's all over the place. Get on Instagram. Um, and one of the main things that came out of it was people were looting. And they were, they like went into Target and they were, you know, taking what they could. So, my question to you, Dana, was what are your thoughts on looting? Yes or no? Like, would you do it? Do you agree with it? Would you do it? Yes, I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, when you just look at the situation as a whole, people mm-hmm. are angry. Mm-hmm. And, like, Target is not hurting from that. Right. But you know what people see around the world is that there's, we're standing up for ourselves. Right. We're not taking shit anymore. Um, I think if you look at any major, um, historical shift anywhere, it started with protests, you know, the, um, Berlin wall, you look at, uh, the LA riots, um, Chicago, just anywhere, everything, a lot of laws and like important shit happened Mm -hmm. after that because it's just like, well, I'm not going to stop. I, I, I might get arrested this day for doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I could die tomorrow because mm-hmm. I get shot by a cop. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm going to burn this fucking city down. Mm-hmm. 
I have seen, yeah, I have seen, personally, I agree with it too. I feel like, yeah, I feel like let it fucking burn. Like, I'm just like, at this point, so what? Like, let it happen. Um, I had seen this post that Mark Lamont Hill had put up. I'll read it to you guys. He said, stop using the term riot to describe the current actions in Minneapolis. These are rebellions. This isn't random or irrational violence. This is organized resistance to an evil system that only pays attention when it feels financially or physically unsafe. This is how we feel every day. So I completely agree with that. I feel like, loot on. Like, because it seems like the minute dumb people went into Target and they took the coffee makers, the Instapods, the mini fridges, the lamps, it seemed like they really caught. Yeah, like, because they were already protesting prior to the looting. Like, they were already doing that. And there was, like, a little bit of coverage. But the minute that Target got ran through, it seemed like that really took it up a whole nother notch. And a lot of it, I will say, I think took it up a notch, at least on black Twitter, because of some of the humor that was behind it. Now, the situation that's occurring is not funny at all, but the humor behind the Target looting, <laughs> some of it I had to laugh about because people are just comedians, especially on Twitter, and I agreed with some of that stuff. Like, I would have been right in there getting all my office supplies, Girl. making over my whole living room, like, getting whatever I could. So, it was just, I think it was pure comedy, some of the things people were saying in reference to what they would have been taking out of Target. Especially with the lady in the chair, in the freaking wheelchair, (laughs) who was trying to stab people. Jennifer. Yeah. (laughs) I saw somebody call her wheelchair Wendy. But it was killing me because they had one video where she was out the wheelchair, like, threatening people walking up to them, but in the wheelchair trying to stab. She was just out of pocket. So... I don't know, but that, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, would you do it as yes, well? Yes, I would completely do it. I woke up the next day, and when, when Nell got home from work, and I'm like, which one your loot list? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, my man be, my baby be like, on the same page as me. He was like, alright, so we both gonna get carts. Right. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to the home section. He's like, I'm going to electronics. He's like, I'm going to get him. He was like, a couple of them uh, DSLR cameras. He was like, a, a couple PlayStations. He was like, some iPads. He was like, look, I'm looking for stuff I can flip back on the street. For like, real. Yes. For and he real. Was like, the only high volume items. If it ain't more than $100, don't get it. I was like, yeah, I'm getting my kitchen aid mixed All of that. My all of that. Pot. We're getting it all. We're getting the juicers, all all of that. Today, we I wanted to talk today, and they got this, like, ninja air fryer thing. Yes! Listen, on it, right? It would have been right in my car. Like, thank you. So, I was just... It was funny, because the one girl... There's, like, um, a meme going around of the girl who took the lamps, and she's, like, running out (laughs) with her lamps. She was waiting for them. And people said, yo, she had that on her target list in the app. Like, she knew what aisle and everything they was in. Grabbed them and was out. I was cracking up. But yeah, she was she was right on it. Oh my gosh. Alright, the next topic I was going to ask you about is the stuff that's going on with Doja Cat. So, oh man. <laughs> Dana's face. So, if you guys haven't heard about Doja Cat, um, from what I know, I guess she was caught in like chat rooms that she used to be in um, mm-hmm. with these white men and she was letting them call her the N-word. And she was also saying the N-word, um, and I guess saying, like, racist, like, derogatory remarks. Um, and, I mean, I don't know if this, is, if this was ever, um, there was ever any evidence, because people were saying they were white supremacists who were in the group. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not, but it was white men. 
And apparently she had made a song um, that was like not the greatest. It was like, you know, kind of just coming down on the her black side. She was talking about she's talking about her hair and how she hasn't liked it. Just like you know, not 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 too great things, especially with the fact that she is black and she does music for the you know for black people for the black culture. So what do you think about that? Do you think she's canceled or do you think she deserves a second chance? Girl, Doja is canceled. Oh shit! First of all, <laughs> let me tell you because listen, <laughs> she already had got canceled by the gay community, and I feel like everybody kind of what happened with that. Like, she had, like, real um, homophobic, like, tweets and comments and stuff like that. And they called her out, and that's why they started talking about her wigs. And oh. So they didn't just randomly start talking about Doja wigs. She came for the gay community, and they ate her ass up. They was like, we could you tell don't, you don't do that. No you don't come friends. for the gay community unless you are prepared, okay? They, they, told, they was like, we could tell you don't have gay friends because look at your wigs. And then Twitter ran with that shit, and Doja went, and she hired, uh, what's his name? Tokyo her, Vanity or something like that. Her, she hired yeah. Tokyo Vanity to lay her shit cause she was looking a mess. Okay. That would make sense. Cause remember when you had your wig party? My caption was, I'm just trying to learn how to lay my wig so I don't look like Doja. So you don't look like Doja. So boom, you was already canceled from that because listen, it doesn't take for you to do something to me to decide that I'm over done with you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like I stand with the gay community. So, no, as soon as they was like, you was done, bitch, you're done. I, when I tell you, I, I will not listen to your streams or nothing. I don't care fuck how good your song is. Mm-hmm. You're canceled. So, that was the first thing. And then it's like, you're caught in this chat room. And the thing is, the chat, the one chat is not from that long ago. Okay. Like, she that's the issue that is that it's not like it's she was. Oh, like, Nigel just said she was also in there stripping. What? Stripping for the white man. Oh, they said she yes. was stripping for the white man. I didn't know that. What? Yes. You girl, you got I didn't know all of this. See, this is why we have the podcast and we talk about these things to bring me up to date. Yeah, so Doja she first of all, don't you ain't gonna bash me to nobody. As a black person, I if you black and you bash me to anybody, I don't care, another black person, whatever, I'm canceling you. But you gonna bash me and let other white white people you sitting there and you just letting them just free out here rolling? No. Uh, Good day. Good day. It ain't but so day. many. And then she gonna do that that PR apology. Good day, child. And you know she probably gonna disappear off of social media for like a month, like Nicki Minaj. Okay, mm-hmm. Nicki, you disappeared when your husband uh had the fucking file in California yep. as a damn uh, sex offender, uh, right, sex child? Offender. Yeah, sex offender. A sex offender. You disappeared for like three months, and then you gonna drop that song like ain't nobody uh <laughs> forget. Girl, the song is cute. The song real cute. <laughs> But we we ain't forget. We ain't forget. We ain't forget. People don't forget. Beautiful. No, Doja, good day. I did not know Doja was doing all that. I think it sucks because I am like I'm a fan of Doja Cat. I really like her music. Um, I was kind of digging her um personality a little bit. And I know she, I've known her to always be a little bit wacky and a little bit out there. Um, but I do think that it's unfortunate because to me, from all the stuff that's happening. It seems like she hates herself a little bit, and that's terrible. Well, she says she can't identify. She doesn't really, like, she never probably had an opportunity to identify with her black side. I mean, her dad was in South Africa, which I heard it was like a weird custody battle. So, boom, you already don't know your black side of the family, and you grew up with a white mom in L.A., which I don't know if a lot of y'all been to L.A. before, but it's not that many black people. Yeah. 
So I think she grew up in like Orange County too. There ain't that many black people out in Orange County. Okay, so you grew up around mostly white people. You're like kind of close to passing. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I, it's, I always, I feel like it's always weird because I get, like, if that's how you were brought up and that's what you, you known, but you are also grown, and at a certain point, like you're saying, the video wasn't that long ago, and at a certain point, I think you have to try to not be ignorant, like, you have to try to figure it out and try to kind of get more information for yourself, and right. if you're just blatantly just, like, not really caring, or you just really don't like that part about yourself, you know, that's unfortunate, but say that. And don't, like you said, don't have the PR apology because you're worried about what's going to happen to your career. You weren't thinking about your career when you were doing that shit. Like, did you not think it was going to come out? Your face is full-blown in the chat. So it's like, it's it's weird that you don't think those things through, especially as an artist who, I guess she's like a, she's a rapper. Like, she raps and she sings. So it's just like, I just, I feel like she knew who she was trying to appeal to and she was doing, still doing, it's weird, it's weird, it's but no, weird. But then even when I think about her rap career, I feel like she's modeled a lot of her career after, like, a Nicki Minaj, like, pop rapper. Yeah, You know, yeah, so yeah. I feel like if we really want to get into it, yes, Doja makes music that black people like. Right. And it does take influence from our culture, but. It's not really I feel like for, her directed to that. Really, yeah, I, I feel like her audience is actually white people. That's, that's accurate. That's pretty accurate. I mean, accurate. come on, she dropped the bitch on my cow. Yeah. Like, how many of us really was like, ooh, this shit decent? No, she went viral from probably white people like loving it. Nigel put his hand up because he loved it. He did. He was on Doja Cat from then. I really wasn't into her like that, but he loved I mean, that I, song. So it, it, it intrigued me. Mm-hmm. It intrigued me, but it wasn't enough for me to be like, I fuck, I like Rico Nasty more than like Doja. Right, right, okay, right. But they ain't never gonna give a dark skinned, you know, black girl that's, you know, emo and into that type shit a real spotlight. But that's a whole nother thing, you know? No, I definitely, I, I agree with you on that. So, dang, Doja, why you gotta do that? Like, I don't understand why people do these kind of things to themselves. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. And then, I, my, my thing's always like, if you're gonna do something, own that shit. You know what I'm saying? If that's who right. you are, then let it be, that's who I am. But if you're gonna go and apologize or try to make it seem like you're genuinely sorry, like, it does come off like you're only doing it because you're worried about what's gonna happen to your career, you know, and what's gonna happen from that, so... That's us, girlfriend, but oh, we're moving on from her. Um, my next topic is, so I don't know if you've seen on Netflix, so there's a Jeffrey Epstein documentary. I don't know if you've seen that. I could not watch, like, not now. I, like, I feel like we on quarantine. I can't be in the house watching nothing that's going to get on my damn nerves. Really? <laughs> no, no. I've been actually looking for, like, lighter things to right. watch now that I didn't binge like all of my key shows yeah I just don't want anything that's adding to this nutty situation right right <laughs> of right being in quarantine yeah I started watching it just because I me in general I love documentaries um and I didn't really know too much about his situation when it was going on um okay. just because I don't really be paying attention to the news as much as I should I've been doing better now but I didn't really know what was going on so I watched I watched about an episode and a half and I was actually pretty shocked at how long this um, was going on for with him. There, I mean, I only learned the stuff in the beginning, but it's been like all the way back to like 1996 with this guy, like the stuff that he was doing, which I was like, yes. yeah, I was very surprised. So on the second episode, um, 
basically, at this point, they had enough evidence to try to at least try to convict him. And, like, it was, like, 2006, I believe, up in Florida. And when they brought the evidence, um, like, forward, his lawyer basically was saying, well, you you got to throw this out because this isn't, like, molestation or, you know, set, like, um, oh, you know, sexual, what is that? Like, when, like, you don't mean, like, a predator or anything to somebody. It's right. not that because they were getting paid. And they were. So anytime that he did something to them, in the beginning, because I'm only in the beginning part, he was giving them money, like $200 and up. And mm-hmm. then he was, he, so... So basically, like, they were sex workers. Basically. So he was basically just saying, like, because they were getting paid and they were taking the money, some of them would take the money and never come back. But some of them were taking the money and then coming back because... He knew how to pick them. He was picking people that were, like, poor. Like, didn't really have money right. and stuff like that. Or were, like, out on their own. So they were coming back and doing it for the quick money. So what do you think in situations like that? Like, is it... Because he was basically saying it's prostitution. And that's what he should be convicted for at the time. Not for, like, offense. You know, having sex with a minor. Or, like, molesting. Or, like, any sexual offenses of that sort. Do you feel like there's any truth to that? Like if a like if a woman takes money for no. something that she wasn't no. comfortable with? No. Mm-hmm. No, because okay, he already he said he's picked his victims, right? So you're picking people like you said that I'm living. Well, know, that's what they were. Tech. That's what they were saying. Yeah, they were saying that's how he was being a predator. But I guess they couldn't they didn't have evidence that that's how he was picking people because right. he had girls recruiting the other girls. I mean, and even then. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, it's easy for me to see somebody that, you know, is not in necessarily the best financial situation, you know, mm-hmm. where let, let's say I work at it like how he was. He's working on huge movie sets, right? Mm-hmm. So how easy is it for you to get somebody that's only like a walk-on cast member? Like, you know, just any like little Are you thinking about Harvey person. Weinstein? Wait, who are we talking about? Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein. It's close. They were friends. They were friends. They were friends. <laughs> they were friends. They both white men who was just terrible. No. Okay? Terrible people. Say, okay, look. No, but I still, I feel the same way, though. Either way, you, you're, you're of a certain social status. You have a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. So you always have people that are beneath you. Mm-hmm. You always have people that are beneath you. And it, it's like, okay, great. You're having people that's going out. And they recruiting for you. No, I don't consider that prostitution. You come up to a girl that's 16 and she just got kicked out of her mom's house or something, you know, or she ran away and she's staying in a shelter or she's staying with her friends somewhere. You know, she she came out to wherever to, uh, you know, start some type of career, a new life. Why wouldn't I, if, if this happens to me, be like, you know what? Fuck it, I can take this money. Mm-hmm. Like I just right. feel like any normal person, if you're in, if, if you're at the bottom, because mm-hmm. I feel like to hit that point, you're at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. You know. I was saying like I thought like I think it sucks because I know me, I know me as an adult. When I've been in certain situations, and you know, like sometimes you're in shock and you like do shit, and then after you get a minute to like settle and think about it, you'd be like, Why the fuck did I do that? You know what I'm saying? So I right. can see someone who is not fully like has an adolescent brain and who fully hasn't experienced a lot of things 
you know, she shows up to this man's house because he was telling them, he was bringing them there under the impression that they were just going to give him a massage on their back. But then he turned over and it was a massage somewhere else. So it's like, he, you know what I'm saying? You're bringing these girls under the impression that they're doing one thing. You now are blindsiding them because they're, you're randomly, you know, turning over and telling them get naked. And not only that, there were other, like, the girls who would recruit them would get naked too and then would leave. Like, they would get naked. So, if you see somebody else get naked, you're thinking, okay, I guess I'll do it too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everyone's going to do that. But if you are in a bad space in your life and in a bad space financially and you're getting presented with this opportunity and you think, like, well, there's at least somebody else here doing it with me, I think you get more of a comfortability value. Like, it's still in your head, like, this shit is weird. But I think you're starting to be like, okay, you know, let me just do it and get this over with. So, I don't know. I feel like it's just sucked that, like, these girls, basically, I feel like we're played, like, manipulated. Like, he knew if I give him this money, there's no way you can get me on, you know, being a, a sexual, like, offender or predator because right. I'm, they're getting paid. So, it's like a job. So, it was just like, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were because I thought, like, that was crazy to just consider that prostitution. First of all, and it happened in Florida, right? <laughs> That was one of the places. He did it all. He did it in a bunch of different places. But that was where, yeah. Because I'm about to say, Florida as a whole is listen, terrible. So. Listen, girl. Um, another question I want to ask you real quick before we move on was, me and Nigel were having a conversation where I personally said that the recruiters, I felt like, were wrong for doing that. I, because I was like, as a woman, basically, he would the recruiters would be women that came there and was like, I'm not comfortable with this. And he would be like, right. all right, well, I need you to bring somebody else. And one of the girls, she said she had been raped before, but then decided to be a recruiter for him. But also so, put in the context that she was 16 as well. She was 16 as well, yeah. So I guess my question is... Hold on, I okay. didn't get to finish yeah, explaining. Right. So, yeah, she was 16 as well. So I was telling him that I was like, she, to me personally, I felt like, why would you want to put someone else through what you, went, what you just went through? Because he was saying, every girl you bring, I'll give you money, like $200 and up. And I was like, right. why if she had just went through that, why would she want to bring someone else through that? Like, I think, because they, they were going to convict her, too. And I was like, I feel like she should be convicted, because why would you do that? But he felt that she shouldn't. And why did you, why did you feel that way? If you're going to give the girls that were 16 and, and had sex a pass, the saying, like, they were young and didn't understand, how come she can't get that same pass being 16 and young and not understand that? I, I, I agree with Nigel. Really? So, like, you also have to just look at people that are, like, victims of, like, at this point, it's basically almost like sex trafficking, mm-hmm. right? Because he's... It's like he a has, pyramid, he, like a sex pyramid scheme. It's, it's a pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. So he gets the first girl, and then he makes them do everything that he... He makes them do the dirty work, mm-hmm. right? And so you figure that's brainwash and manipulation. So when you look at anybody that's been through any type of like sexual trauma of that nature, sometimes it's hard for them. Look at R. Kelly. You know, mm-hmm. these girls, women, because they're women, they have stayed with him for years, even after having opportunities where they could have got away. We saw in the documentary how one person left and came back. Shoot, <laughs> like, we seen on her IG story when she they was going in on each other. Like. Okay, okay. So, you know, for somebody that's 16 mm-hmm. to be in that situation... Yes, I, I just don't even feel like you... I don't feel like you should be charged. If, if anything, I need to be able to counter-sue and get the therapy and all the services that I, I need. I need more money. Mm-hmm. I need more of his money to be able to pull my life back together because I've been through some real traumatic shit. Yeah. 
I think with me, I think what it was was I didn't know if I necessarily felt like she should be charged, but I personally, what she said was she doesn't feel any guilt. She was like, I don't feel any guilt about it. And I personally thought that was fucked up. Like, I was like, how can you not feel any guilt when you know what you went through and then you Amazing. went and brought other people to go through it too? And he was basically like, yo, she had to do what she had to do. Like, right, sometimes it gets like this. that. I mean, it's like people in the hood. Like, y'all, look, they don't know. Like, we live in Philly. You see it all the time. It's mm-hmm. like, you got to do what, to, what you got to do to survive. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But I still felt like she could have, I feel like she could have just been like, you know, I had to do what I had to do at the time, but you know, I, I do feel bad about it. I don't know. I just personally feel like, why would you put yourself through? Why would you put someone else through something you've already been through? But yeah, that was just my thoughts. I wanted to see what you thought about it. I'm gonna take a shot because we're gonna move on to our next segment about marriage. You ready, Dana? We're gonna talk about marriage, girl. <laughs> take a shot on it. I for sure am gonna take a shot. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. I should have drank tequila, but it's because I made a drink and I don't make drinks with tequila. Alright, so our next segment is just called Free Talk. So this is basically, um, I want to talk about marriage with Dina because she has been married now for five years, correct? Yes, five years on the 10th. And how long you been with now in general? Almost 10. It'll be 10 years in October. Okay, so she's almost been in the, with Nell in the relationship for almost 10 years. She's been married for five years. I shot her wedding, y'all. It was when I first started. <laughs> but um, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, so I wanted to kind of just get her perspective on marriage as me as a person who's about to go into marriage in October. Uh, me and Nigel were engaged for two and a half years. Well, once we get married, it'll be two and a half years. And I feel like we've learned a lot on this journey of just being engaged. So I wanted to see um, what Dana thoughts, what Dana's thoughts were on marriage and certain things um, that might be on other people's minds about it. So my first question to you is, what do you think is the biggest misconception about marriage from a woman's point of view? That he is going to change whatever things got on your nerves. Really? <laughs> yes. Like I don't know. In my mind, I just felt like because mind you, we had been together for. A few years prior to us getting married. So it's like, you know, little stuff like, I guess like cleanliness or, you know, just things that get under your skin. I don't know why I just felt like we're going to be married and everything is going to be like just so blissful. But Nell still will throw, he just like, he hits the Kobe and like... You know, his dirty clothes just, like, land anywhere kind of in the vicinity of the basket. Okay. That shit bothers me so bad. I think it's that's like... the guy thing, Dana. Even though Nigel's here, and he's actually gotten better about it now that I think about it, but for a while, his clothes would be around the basket. It wouldn't be in the basket. And I'd be like, but I've seen other people say that about, like, their guys. And I'd be like, what the hell is that about? Like, like you know, they, like, and I'll say this, Nell has gotten better with it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was something that was, like, a, like... To this day, I'm like, you just gonna not pick that shirt up. Like, you just gonna leave it on the floor? Then I'd be wondering if guys, like, don't have the same vision as us. Because we can clearly see that that's on the floor. And I'm like, they don't see that. Like, I had I had so many conversations with Nigel that he was like, oh, like, it wasn't like he was doing it on purpose. He just ain't really realized. And I'm like, how do you not see that? So, like, I, I feel like anything that he is doing as your boyfriend, as your fiancé, 
don't have this like expectation that we're about to be in this wedded bliss and it's going to stop. Mm-hmm. Like if these are things that you don't address prior to marriage, you're going to either eventually address them after you're married or you're going to hold the shit in and then resent your partner. Like they don't so, go away. Basically. Right. And and I mean, and I'm bringing up something light as far as like laundry being on the floor and just like stuff like that, like helping around the house. But, you know, it could be something that's way more serious, you know, like casual flirting with a coworker or something that you're not comfortable with, with, you know, you being his wife and having the title of, oh, I'm the wife is not going to stop him from, you know, inviting his female coworker out to the bar with you and all your friends, even though you don't like her. If you don't open your mouth and say it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not going to (laughs) change. That's good. I think, I think, I have brought that question up because I, at least from my experience, I think my a misconception that I had, which is similar to what you're saying, is like that wedded, that wedded bliss. Like you think once you're married, you think, yeah, you do. You think everything is just going to be perfect. Everything's going to fix itself. Everything's going to go well. And that, you know, you have that title now and can't nobody take that from you and that's it. And I think people tend to forget that just like relationships are work, marriages work, I think even twice is more work. Because right. when you're married to somebody, it's for the long haul. So it's just like, you know, you gotta you gotta basically understand that this is who they are and you can't change them. And that's who you're marrying. Like you are marrying the person that you were in a relationship with. And like Dana said, if you don't acknowledge things prior to which I think that's why marriage counseling exists. Like, I think that's the point of that. It's like, you guys talk it out and acknowledge things prior to um, and communicate it out so that you can go into the marriage with, like, different ways of handling certain situations that come up. So I think it's good for women to know just because you're somebody's wife doesn't mean any problems go away or things are just miraculously happily ever after. Nope. So it was good. Alright, the next question is, what do you think is the biggest difference between a relationship and a marriage? And, like, is there even a difference? Girl, the paper. That's the it, legal right? doc- <laughs> The legal document. The legal document. I mean, and then, of course, like, um, cohabitating. Because some people really don't live together before marriage. That's mm-hmm. very... I'm not, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but it is very strange to me that you, to go into a marriage and like have never lived together Mm -hmm. is honestly, to me, is the worst idea possible. Like you don't, like I say, you don't know if this person is clean. Like it's nothing for your boyfriend. You, you know, you guys to go over each other's houses and I'm fairly sure you probably spend a lot of time over each other's places, but it's nothing like being in a shared space with somebody mm-hmm. to really see that person. And I mean, it, most people have probably had a roommate at some point, whether it be a sibling or a college roommate, and you see how tense those situations can be. So it's the same thing with marriage. Mm-hmm. I just, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I uh, think, I was going to say that. I think me, honestly, I, I think that's another misconception I had was that there is a difference between, like, marriage and a relationship. Like, um, me and Nigel would have tons of talks. Because at one point in time, I was super, super pressed to get married. Like, super pressed. And he was kind of just letting me know, like, listen, there's not really much of a difference other than the legal aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? And kind of, you know, he was kind of, like, not really with it just based off, like, 
you know, experience that he's had. And then also the fact that he's like, you know, and he, which is true. I have seen that the guy kind of gets the shitty end of the stick. You know, if you were to get divorced or anything like that, you know, because a lot of times the woman is taking him for all he got Girl, or whatever the case is. To, uh, See, look. He's going to have to kill me to get a divorce because <laughs> I know my money is coming in. Okay, baby, I love yeah. you. Listen to this. But, yeah, like, a lot of times, you know, because a lot of times if you have kids with somebody, the kids go with the woman, not all the time, most of the time. So the guy ends up having to be the one that's, like, paying the alimony and paying the child support and things of that sort. So I definitely saw his point of things, but for some reason it was just not clicking, and I really thought I knew better than him. I'm just like, what are you talking about? We'll be fine if you really, that was a misconception of mine. There we go. I really felt if you really loved me, you would marry me. Like, I felt like that title mm. meant something bigger than, I really felt like it had, like, some weight to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm his wife. He decided to marry me, not you. Like, we married forever. He's committed to me. And it's just like, but he was already committed to me in the relationship. So, right. I think a lot of times people don't realize that that is really the only big difference is, like, the legal aspect of it, the paper. Um, you know, it's not really much different. Unless, like Dana said, you're in a situation where you never lived with each other or you've never, you know, ha- had sexual relations relations with each other or anything like that. That's a whole nother different ballpark. Cause you so, know, that's the whole... They're just 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. That's a whole nother level of adjustment, okay? Like, I do... Me, personally, I do agree with that. I know some people are against shacking up. I've even heard women say, I refuse to shack up because if I'm going to shack up with you, I got to be your wife and all that stuff. And I respect that. I get it. Everyone has their preferences. But I am a big advocate for, I think you should shake up part two. I think you need to see how you guys are in the same environment, how you guys do with, like, paying with bills, how you guys do with, like, disagreements and stuff like that. Like, I think you need a trial run. And I think that a lot of times aids in divorces because people don't know who the hell they're moving in with. Like, like you said, they visit each other on the weekends, not knowing that Monday through Friday, they have a closet that they stick everything into. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh, that is give, it's giving me anxiety even pretending to think like, like uh, me not knowing how that was prior to getting married. Oh mm-hmm. no. Yeah. We wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still hard. Mm-hmm. And I know this man, and we lived together for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's an it is it's an adjustment because you guys are two different people living in the same environment forever. So. You kind of got to get a... I personally feel like you, you kind of got to get a feel for one another um, prior to. But, all right. Next question is, do you think keeping your individuality in a marriage is important to the growth and sustainability of the marriage? Yes. Okay. I think it's just good for not even, like, the growth and the sustainability, but also just for your own mental health. It's kind of like one of those, how can you pour into somebody else if you're not pouring into yourself? Right, right. Right, so it's like... If you consume your life with my husband, my husband needs his dinner at six o'clock. My husband, you know, he he has his basketball games and this ain't third. And it's like, girl, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe this it might not relate to a lot of people, but I'm a I I am an entrepreneur. I do make my own money, but I, I'm a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. so I don't have a traditional nine to five. I do not work for anybody. <laughs> Who that sound? Ooh, check your house, man for a man. Go ahead, girl. Okay, you better tell him. She says, listen, Um, I am self-employed. Right. So, but for a lot of people that, um, 
or stay-at-home moms, I feel like they get so consumed in, like, their kids and their husbands or wives, whatever, whatever your spouse identifies as, because y'all know, look, I ain't offending nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever, you know, um, I just feel like they lose their identity, and I actually seen it happen with a friend. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, wow, like, I just felt like I didn't even see joy in her face mm-hmm. anymore, you know? It's just like, okay, well, what's the things that you like to do? And, like, she's recently kind of, like, taking up certain, like, hobbies and stuff, and it, it really, it makes me happy to see that she's putting herself first up, because I absolutely believe that, like, okay, I come, listen, y'all, I have, like, a little studio space, I set up my canvas, I, look, my kids be upstairs mind their business, I smoke a little blunt, <laughs> have okay, a little listen, drink, listen, I be having, actually, this is the first time I drink since, like, I feel like we FaceTime, like, in the very beginning of the quarantine since then, like, wow. I have not really, I haven't been drinking, now, girl, my weed man loves me, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but this being tequila and this douce and the Henny and all that stuff been sitting here just waiting, they like, bitch, please help me, <laughs> open me up and have a sip. Listen, but yeah, like I still do anything that I mean. Also, I just feel like it kind of is what my business is. You know, it's just wellness and self care. I, I wouldn't be a a a good what I don't even know what I'm trying to call myself. Like I wouldn't be good to my brand if I wasn't actually living by it. Right, right. So yeah, I I, I practice self care, and I feel like by me taking care of myself, when I just go back to love up on my husband. It's just like, you know what, I'm I'm getting me doing things that, like, he likes, so I watch anime, but my husband's, like, a diehard fan, and he's a gamer, like, y'all, a serious gamer. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, we got the, like, multiple TV setups. Oh, shit. The mics, <laughs> like, him and my stepson is about to start streaming, like, they, they, they do this for real. Okay. I played a Witcher here and there, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm a light gamer, you know, like, yeah. Little, little stuff here and there, cuphead, nothing crazy. But, like, I'm not interested in nothing that he does. And mm-hmm. I love that he has his own thing separate from me. Right. You know, I do my thing, you do your thing, you're happy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's happy being an ind- his own individual, and I'm happy being mine. But we make that shit work. But that's because we got Virgo and Pisces placement, so. Oh, well, there you go. Just... <laughs> it's popping. Just had his popping. Oh my gosh. I think, honestly, I think that is a big thing. I think, I think it's hard though. I mean, um, I've seen women, I don't, I don't know, I don't have a child, so I can't really speak on that, but I've seen women who become moms and who become wives and they really do just let that consume them. Like it's all about my husband and it's all about my children and it should, like it should be about them, but I think to a certain extent it should also be about you too. I think if you make it all, like you just take all of you and just dedicate it to them too and don't leave any space for yourself, I think it starts becoming like resentment. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if people will ever admit that they resent their kids, but there's plenty of people out there who are just like, I gave up my life for you. You know what I'm saying? Or like, I did this for you. And it was just like, but I never asked you to do that. You know what I'm saying? That was a choice right. of yours. And I think people forget that that is a choice. Like, it's a choice to want to do that. If you want to give your your all and your life to your husband and your kids, that's completely fine. But, you know, I don't know if it's the best necessarily for your mental health and for how you would feel about yourself. And that can play a large part in your marriage. Because if you're not feeling good about you and if you're not 
making sure you're taken care of. Like Dana said, if you haven't poured into yourself, you're literally pouring from an empty cup in, you know, into your husband and into your... You're running on fumes. And eventually, your car just breaks down. And now what happens then? Because you haven't been paying attention to yourself and your needs. And I think women tend to forget that their needs are valid. So what you know, even if you're in, even if you're married or have kids, you need to understand that your your needs are valid and your wants are valid, and you shouldn't have to um, stifle them to still be a great mom or a great wife. So that's just my take on it. Um, next question is, how do you keep things lively and spicy with your partner throughout the years in the bedroom? Girl. <laughs> Well, I just feel like I'm the new queen. I sent all my friends. I'm about to say, girl, you didn't got some? I sent all my friends some news. I'm like, all right, let me send them these first. These like to test their light versions, okay? These are the light ones, okay? They the beta version news. They the, these the ones that's like, just a little dip. I ain't going to do too much. Just a little, little dip, of, like your toe, you dipped it in okay, the pool. Okay, but yes, I... First of all, I love lingerie. I, I love it for me. So mm-hmm. I can't even, like, lie and be like, girl, I, I send him news all the time. Half the time, I'm like, I need to pick me up. Let me get dressed up. I send bomb news. My husband loves them. Um, I'm open to trying different sexual things. Um, I mean, I just feel like I'm a fluid person anyway. Like, I had a girlfriend at one point. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like... It's sex. I feel mm-hmm. like people just make it so heavy, and it's just like, yeah. I, I feel like, honestly, if your partner is like, hey, I want to try this, even if it's something that you feel like is a hard no, do you have to necessarily say no right away, or can you say, like, you know what, let me take the time to think about it, like... Or find you know, out te- more about it. Or tell yeah. me more, like, help me explain, because, I, like I said, it's, I think it's just kink shaming. You know, I've never been afraid to say what I want done to me in the bedroom or if it's something we're trying something and it's like hey you know what this ain't it mm-hmm. like I, I literally have no issues with that so I feel like um we have a great sex life because I'm freaky and I think I'm just gonna say this <laughs> hangs put it out there put it out there girl I'm just saying I think this I think that is needed with your partner like I think you should have a certain level of comfortability with your partner if you're not comfortable with your partner y'all gotta work on that me personally I think y'all have to work on that because you should be able to be yourself you should be comfortable enough to tell them I'm interested in this and not be worried that they'll be like ew are you serious anything like that but there's also people going into a relationship being honest about like kinks that's like I feel like people go into relationships and it's like um, I'm modest and you know normally like the first time people have sex is kind of like impromptu y'all didn't really plan it whatever mm-hmm. and it might be good but it's like okay that's just like your basic level of sex you mm-hmm. know look it's beta sex like it's just like they haven't even gotten like the full version of you. they haven't leveled up to, they haven't gone to the next level like, they over there. The software, you know? right like, right they, they haven't loaded it all the way relationship is like look before we go here it's just like okay people love to put down where is this going to go on like the third date mm-hmm. you know i i want to i, I don't want to waste my time i don't want to waste your time so why not in that same date like i feel like people just don't want to talk about sex when it's just like you know we about to be fucking right <laughs> so why not just say why not just say in that same conversation where you're like look you know i, I don't want to like casually have a fling blah 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 whatever 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 also 
um, what are your kinks? Like, why can't we just make that normal? I feel like people feel like somebody's bringing in up sex and it's instantly turning your relationship into a sexual one. It's not turning it into a sexual one. It's also a part of just being transparent and honest. If I tell you, like, nigga, I like to be fucking, I want to be hung up and I like fucking ropes and shit like that. I, I want you to be like, oh, this ain't a surprise. Like, this is what she's into. You don't think, though, that that, I guess, I guess is what you're saying, because it could possibly turn somebody off. So you're and saying, then, like, then they can go, off. right? <laughs> then and you then can it's go. it's better to be turned off in the beginning of me meeting you mm-hmm. when you don't mean anything to me versus now we're, you know, a year in. I don't care. Everybody be like, I can't fall in love in a year. You already love that person. Good no, thing. you can. So, People are lying. Yeah. So, boom, you're a year in. You've been having this regular, degular sex. You love this person. But now it's like, you know what? I want to pick it up a notch. It's our one-year anniversary. I'm going to go get this swing. I'm going to install it. And this, that, and third. And what if they fucking looking at you like, girl, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I feel like men, to an extent, they'll like, they, they say they're open and they with it, but... <laughs> Another story. Um, um, I just feel like if we just all did that on like first, second dates, it's like okay, cool. Yeah, I see. I kind of so I kind of agree with you, and then I kind of don't, just because I feel like, at least with me, I feel like I've changed over the years, especially because um, I didn't really know too much about what I liked, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I know some things, but for the most part. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm into, what I like. And sometimes, over the years, the more I learn about, like, I'm going to look up tripping and see if I'm into that shit. But, like, the more... <laughs> it's never well, it's a porn thing unless you want to get down all the way like Nigel that. must know because he's like, mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> he said it's not for me. He's like, no, mm-mm. But, like, as the more I'm getting older, the more, like I said, we've been together, the more I find out about new things. I'm like, hmm, maybe. Like, let me see if I'm into that. Let me see if, like, that would interest me. So I feel like sometimes people's sexual appetite, well, not sexual appetites, but their sexual interests change. You know, like, so maybe in the beginning they might have not been into that. And then maybe now they're like, well, I found out about this. And you you think you want to try it? So, But then that's me. Then that's you sacrificing your happiness. Mm-hmm. for however long until your partner gets there not unless yeah i guess unless you're like, you but unless you're, like with that. you're doing you're doing the sex that appeals to your partner mm-hmm. first like it's like okay yeah and i say this most young people probably haven't even explored that many different realms of sex like you know it's probably not too many 18 year olds 19 year olds that are like into bdsm mm-hmm. right but okay now let's say i'm 22 and I, I might have, you know, just dipped my toe in, but I realized, like, this is something that I really like. Mm-hmm. But it's taboo to most people. Right. So, I meet somebody, I don't really tell them that I'm into it, and then it's like, I'm trying to slowly introduce them. So, it's like, are you really even enjoying your partner at right. that point in intimate moments? Because you're not getting what you need. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think, at least what's worked with me and Nigel is that I have been open, I feel like, for the most part. Because, like, he, even if I, like, I, I'm, I guess I'm talking on my end of me bringing up something to him and being like, hmm, I want to try this. But he's brought stuff up to me, and I just be like, all right. I'm not, I don't think I've really said no a lot. Like, I think I'd be like, all right, let's give it a try. And then maybe after we try that, I've been like, babe, I don't think this. <laughs> like, maybe not right now. Maybe, like, three more years. I might be totally into it, but right now I don't think that's it. But for the most part, I've just been like, all right, let's try it. So I, 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 I agree with that. You have to be open, especially if you're not that well-versed into what your kinks are or what, you know, turns mm-hmm. you on. Like, you have to be open. You can't 
not really know yourself that well and then just be like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. Like, you can't be, you can't not know what you do want to do and then say no to things, like other things. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you got to kind of give. It's people that only do missionary. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, I'm just going to do mission. Like, no, do you know what you're missing? Like, you're tripping. Right. You're tripping two peas. Like, no, you're acting like. You have to see what else is out there. I mean, and if you don't, that's fine. Everyone has their own preference. But I think, you know, for a marriage, especially if you have a partner that, you know, is really sexual, you got to kind of, you got to kind of meet them halfway to it. You know, you got to do something. Um, yeah, you just got to kind of meet them halfway and then hopefully you can get your, get your freak level up. <laughs> get your freak on. Get your freak on. <laughs> We need the music insert right, right there. Right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> get the pianos. I think that's what it was. The pianos right on in there, John. Oh, my God. All right, so my last question about marriage is, do you have a limit of what you would do with your husband sexually or is, like, the sky the limit? And I ask that just because, like, what we said. I know some women who absolutely are like, no. They're like, I will never do that. I will never suck dick. I will never do this. I will never do that. Like, and I personally think, like, or I also see women who be like, I will only do that for my husband. I won't do that for a boyfriend or somebody I'm just fucking on the regular. But for my husband, I'll do that. So, do you feel the same way? Like, do you feel like there's limitations as far as, like, between relationship and husband? Like, do you save something for your husband? Then, you know, do you do anything for your husband? Like, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> I'm laughing. Um... One, I don't think it's a sexual... For me, mm-hmm. I don't have a sexual limit. Okay. I want to try it. Okay. I don't think that... I, I feel like my sexual identity is very strong. Um, like, I, I like sex, and I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just a person that likes to have fun in general. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I love sex, and I love to have fun. So why not try shit that could potentially just make it better, you know? Um, but as far as like a divide, whether or not things should be left for a husband or something like that, I don't necessarily believe in that either. I feel like that's old views. Um, it's a stigma on having sex. I feel like as long as you're being safe with any partners that you're having, why not have fun and explore the things that you like? I just feel like as a person, like you can't get to know somebody else until you know yourself. Mm hmm. So it's like, why not have fun and have sex? Like, I even hate that people use the term whole face. I did not have a whole face. Did mm-hmm. I have a couple boyfriends at the same time? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. And guess what? I had a good ass fucking time. And, and, and some, I know somebody listening is like, girl, you a hoe. And guess what? I'm also a wife. So mm-hmm. that shit don't mean nothing. Yeah. So I think I, I think mean, people I, just <laughs> put too many like stipulations on that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they just like, what's the word? Like, they, I just had it too. Like, they prevent themselves from having fun. Like, they just, like, I, I can't think of the word. It's like, I have on the tip of my tongue, I can't think about it. But it's like, they, um, yeah, like, they put themselves in the box. They cut themselves off. And it's, like, from all sort of possibilities. And it's just like, why, though? Like, you only have one life. You only live once, and you're not trying to get the most out of it. You're not trying to have the most fun. You didn't met somebody who could possibly be your husband, your partner, and you're talking about some, because they're not my husband, I'm just going to say no. Maybe that's why they're not your husband, because you're not 
trying shit. You're not willing to like push, like take it there. And I'm not. I mean, but I yeah. feel like you don't even have to do that because I don't. I don't believe in like doing things to get somebody. Right, right, right. Have right. that chemistry, or y'all don't. Mm-hmm. I just feel like as far as like sexual exploration, I don't think it should be. You should wait until. I don't think you should wait until you have, um, until you're married. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, like, having, like, a sexual liberation and just really being like, you know what? I like this shit. You know, sometimes, like, I feel like, because girls ain't going to say it, but, like, sometimes it, it'll be hitting it from the back, and that shit be, like, hurting. And I know most girls will sit there and, oh my God, and they won't. <laughs> and they won't say anything, and that bothers the fuck out of me because I turn around, nigga. Damn. Listen, Dana, that that I'm one of them girls. Okay, <laughs> I just recently, like months ago, finally told Naja, I was like, "Baby, I gotta be honest with you." I was like, you know, it hurts, but it only hurts because he's a little taller than me. So if I'm not tooting it up enough, like how I have to, I know I'm giving out too much information right now. But if I'm not, if I'm not angling my little two up enough. Then yeah, it's gonna hurt, and you know I finally things. said something, and now he was like, "Yo, has this hurt for like, oh, you know, has it hurt over time?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Why did you say something?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know. I thought I was fucking up the mood. Like I thought it'd be like, you know." So I, I yeah, I agree with that. I was definitely one of them girls. So I think you do have to kind of speak up about that, and I I do agree that I think if you explore, it does help you figure out what you like and what you don't like. And that's what a lot of people say about the quote-unquote whole phase. It's like, it helps you figure out you, and I think it does... It does. I think that adds to any relationship when you know who you are and what you're bringing to the table. So... Can I ask? I want to know what Dana thinks. I was watching... um, I was listening to Earthquake show on um, the radio, and he was asking about giving head, what makes good head, and he asked... As a woman playing herself, if she doesn't give head and thinks that her husband or man won't cheat on her. Wait. <laughs> say this again. You want me to say what he said? I don't know if everyone can hear him. So he said he was watching Earthquake, and Earthquake was doing stand-up comedy, basically saying that women are playing themselves if they refuse to give head to their husband and think he's not getting it from somewhere else. Um, I mean, I feel like that's just a part of pleasing your partner. Mm-hmm. So if you're telling your partner no, regard, I mean, like, head is one thing, but I'm just saying, I just feel like it just falls under that, like, general, like, because I also expect you, like, yo, you eating this pussy, like, I feel like if you told me, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't do that, right. yeah, I'm going to feel like, in my mind, like, okay, I'm not being satisfied 100% in my relationship. Like, yes, we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have arguments. But I feel like for most people, sex is like one of those firm things. Right. That's why I said what I said about like, you know, women be like, oh, I'm not going to do that unless he's my husband. I'm like, but sex is a big thing in a relationship. So if you're literally are just like, no, that might be his reason to be like, I don't know if I necessarily want to marry her right now because I'm not getting what I want, and he low-key might be getting it somewhere else. So he might not be ready to take that next step. Even if he does, like, love you and want to be with you, he might not be all the way there because there's something lacking, and you just refuse, you know? You're not even, like, trying. You're just like, no, because you ain't <laughs> so my husband. Like you can't get into it. Right. Like, you're kind of like, it's like you're bargaining. Like the girlfriend, what's the movie? The wife. Best man? Yeah, Who wife wouldn't give him head? I can't 
can't remember. Damn, it's gonna come to me. But I mean, he probably is gonna cheat. He probably. Cheat. You think it's a probably? Look. <sighs> I mean, he either gonna cheat or he gonna be miserable. Mmm. Like, the what's, one. what's the, you gonna have somebody in the house that's just like, mm. looking at you like. But then also, just because you, you do decide to give him head, I still feel like that ain't going stop him from cheating either. Right. Like, I don't, I, I, I do agree with that. I don't think it's like a game changer. Like, if he wants to cheat, he's gonna cheat regardless. But I think you do your relationship a disservice if you literally are just cutting yourself off. Like, you're just like, no, especially if you know it's something they want. Like, because right. imagine even put in perspective for me one time. Um, he was basically saying, like, you know, guys do stuff for women that they don't want to do all the time, but it might not be sexual. It might not be sexual. Like, like how Nell, let's just say an example. Sorry, Nell. He might not like to clean, but you like for the house to be clean. So he'll do it for you and make you happy. Like, well, I don't like to do I this shit. I my drink because it's the opposite. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, he might just do that to make you happy. So he was saying, that's kind of, he feels, he feels like that's kind of where women should kind of think of it too like yeah you might not like to do it but you do it for me because you want to like, see me happy good. like I, I guess now this is for Nigel do y'all want pity head because I feel like you know the difference no that like, too we had a like, crazy you know conversation where he said he don't want pity head like you get what oh, I'm yeah. saying it's like alright now I'm he said he don't pity nothing like now it's like I'm just doing it just to appease you but you know the difference in just to appease you here and like, oh, she You do. Win. But you know the difference She's in just... Enjoying it. I know the difference between just to appease you cleaning <laughs> and being like, I really took the time to clean. Like, you you know the differences of that when people are just doing it just to do it. So I think... It, it's tough. It's tough. This is what this is why we talk about marriage, y'all. Because marriage is tough. There's, there's definitely great moments and it's definitely, you know, amazing to have your partner for life and have your person. But... There's some there's some bumps in the road, and you you gotta understand that this is some of the stuff that kind of you can clash on and kind of ruins relationships sometimes. So, and I just said I don't want pity nothing. He said I don't want no pity dick. So, <laughs> now I just said he also doesn't want like he'll take it, but he also doesn't want like I'm only gonna suck your dick because it's your birthday. Like you only do it. First of all, if you're doing it once a year, that's real rude. the difference between a girl that gives head and a dick sucker. That's just different. Uh, we go, we go have to go into that <laughs> on a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to try to wrap it up because we're almost at an hour and 30 yeah. minutes. So, the last segment is called The More You Know. So, this is basically, um, Dana, what advice would you give somebody? Basically, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your former self that you feel like would also help listeners? Um, say yes to yourself earlier. Mm -hmm. I feel like it took for me to have a baby at 28. Um, and this is after I married y'all. Um, to really like find myself and to like dedicate resources and time into my own, excuse me, mental health. And my own endeavors. Like, I was in a great job, um, but I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, wow, like, what would my life look like now if I'd have been like, you know what? I want to start this business. I'm going to just do it. Like, because nothing really changed. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I actually lost my income and then decided to start a business. Mm-hmm. It just was, I, I was just in a different mental state where it's like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not putting myself to the back burner anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to wait to do things. Like, I hate that people be like, oh, when I, like a big thing. So I want a tattoo. I have no tattoos. Right? None? And not one. Oh, wow. I'm a piercing girl. Okay. So I have no tattoos, and I kept saying, when I hit my goal weight, I'm going to get my first tattoo. Which I had lost weight, gained weight back, and now it's like, wow, I have to still wait till I hit my goal weight to get my first tattoo. Or it's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to get it because I deserve it. Like, mm-hmm. it's something that I want. Why am I waiting for it? So I just, if it was anything that I could tell my former self, and I mean, I've had examples of like things I should have done from any age in my life I really would have just said yes to those things when I had the opportunity that's really good advice I like that that's really good because you know I really like that I think everyone should um like take heed to that because it is I think we we do we limit ourselves we tell ourselves when I get to that I'll do this and then next thing you know it's been years it's been you know all this time and you still don't have it done we all can see with this coronavirus that life is short so seize the day and do it while you can because you'll get to a point where you can't no more so all right y'all so that's the end of our episode i'm gonna let dana shout out her social media so let people know where they can find you and find out more about you um on instagram i'm i'm gonna just give y'all my business page because i'm pretty sure i'm tagged on my business page to my personal page but it's 12 glow so that's one two t-h-g-l-o-w that's my instagram handle twitter handle and um my website is 12 glow.com very nice and simple <laughs> everything yeah, is cohesive <laughs> if, you look, I'm like, if you like facebook we got a facebook page too <laughs> it's at 12 glow um yeah, I mean, but if you still want to slide through my personal page, it's Youngly, Y-U-N-G-L-E. Check her out. She puts fire selfies up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys have a good month because this will probably be posted up on, uh, on June. And that's it. So thank you again, Dana, for being on here. And until the next episode, thank you. Can't be placed there. Sitting around so long.